0: Nine, eight, seven, six, five, four, three, two, one. Discussing everything about the afterlife and spirit world. world. Coming to you all the way from Ireland. It's Sandy
1: Byrne. This is Sandy, host of the Life After Life podcast. I want to invite you to become a patron of the podcast. For just €5 per month, you will get ad-free content, video episodes, exclusive events and discounts throughout the year as a thank you for your support. Check out the link to my Patreon page in the description box attached or go to Patreon and search for Life After Life with Sandy Bird. Hey, 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 everybody, and welcome to another episode of Life After Life with me, Sandy Byrne. And today I have with me Blair a B Is that how you pronounce your name, Blair? I think what we always say. B. Abbey, a. I beg your pardon. Mm-hmm. And he is joining us all the way from San Francisco in the United States. So I'd like to welcome you to the Life After Life podcast, Blair. And thank you for taking the time to be with us today.
0: Thank you, Sandy, so much. I've been looking forward to this.
1: Yeah, we had a few false starts with time differences and stuff. So we're here eventually. That's right. So I'm delighted to have Blair because he's an educator, he's a YouTuber. He's the author of five books on meditation and mindfulness, which we'll talk about in a few minutes. But another thing that really um, fascinated me, Blair, is that you describe yourself as an ordinary mystic. And I would love to know, you know, to you, what does that mean? Because everybody's got, I think, an interpretation of what mystic means to them. So I would love to hear from your point of view.
0: Okay. Well, I think of mystic as being a seeker after truth or a seeker of spiritual truth uh, or even a, a seeker after God or the all, which is what I prefer to use as terminology for that. And somebody who has made some discoveries about that, not just a seeker, but somebody who has found uh, some interesting ideas, concepts, realizations, understandings, has had a sense of illumination at some point, uh, spiritual illumination. So that's what I would describe as a, a mystic, an ordinary mystic.
1: I'm not a guru, guru. I guess that's the point, I'm not a
0: guru.
1: (laughs) I'm afraid I can't claim that title either, Blair, so I I guess I'll have to start (laughs) telling people that I am also an ordinary mystic, Um, but I love the way you say that you have made some realisations about yourself, and you know, I've read a little bit about you, and you have been practising, guys, prepare to be overwhelmed, because Blair has been doing yoga for more than 45 years, is that right?
0: That's correct. Wow. Way back I just, um, when I first moved to San Francisco from North Carolina on the East Coast.
1: Okay, um, like what first brought you to yoga? I'm always intrigued because I did some yoga um, when I was younger, yes. and then I had a car accident and I hurt my back. And but over here there is no like lengthy yoga class. You can do a ten-week yes. yoga class in the spring, and that's it. You know, you, there isn't right. anything ongoing right. really. So I'd love to know what brought someone, apart from the move to San Francisco, what drew you to yoga?
0: Yes. A friend uh, invited me to go to the uh, ashram, the yoga institute uh, in San Francisco that was um, founded by uh, a fellow by the name of Swami Sachinananda. He's the person who, by the way, introduced um, several of the large uh, festivals uh, in the... Early 70s, um, and had uh, he had ashrams around around the world. I think he had six or eight in different parts. So I did. I would say I did yoga there regularly um, for a, a, about a year, and then I start started doing yoga on my own because I learned the technique and the, the moves and all of that. I didn't feel the need than to necessarily go to the class and climb the four flights of st- stairs that it took to go to the attic which is where the class <laughs> where the class was offered and I've been doing it ever since
1: <laughs> that sounds like me I picked a gym no stairs. <laughs> yes <I love> <laughs> yeah. and you know I was uh, you know I, I was obviously very interested in that whole journey, and I know, you know, you've been doing yoga for as long as I've been on this earth, which is great. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but you, um, you said that it was, or I've read, and I hope this is correct, that it was through yes. the yoga that you kind of found the meditation side, that you felt that maybe, you know, connecting with yourself brought you to that right. other level. Can you talk a little bit about that?
0: Yes. Um, so meditation was part of the yoga practice at the end of at the end of the, medita- at the, end of the uh, uh, yoga class was about a 10 minute meditation. Um, and so I, I did that, and I had done that for then a, a number of years. but I actually had a breakthrough uh, a few years ago where um, I took a deep dive into my meditation practice, partially as a result of a, a, a difficult job situation. And in the process, I began to get a sense of a different aspect of myself, my higher consciousness, if you will, or my soul. And through that uh, 40-some years of doing regular yoga practice and regular meditation, I really never had that, that experience. I'd been interested in having that experience, but I really never had that direct contact with what I would call my soul or my higher consciousness, my higher self. And that was a real breakthrough for me. Um, that was, it was a very illuminating experience. And I began to get a sense of this bigger part of me as I was doing um, journaling, uh, really for therapy. I began to get a sense of this higher consciousness, part of me sort of coming through my fingers and onto the screen of my laptop as I was doing my journaling. And I began to have unusual understandings and experiences um, that I that I really never had before and I wrote about it, I wrote about it, I wrote about it, and after about 150,000 words or so of journaling. Um, I began to realize I had material for some books and that was the really the genesis of my writing because I had really never intended to write um, I never intended to be a mystic uh, but it, it, it was one of those things that just kind of uh, emerged um, uh, uh, and it's a it's an experience that I think is um, one of the most important experiences that a human being can have in a lifetime—to have that direct soul contact. My what I became, came to understand was that my my soul had been waiting for a whole lifetime—that whole 45 years plus, you know, the other 20 years of my life—had um, perhaps even been waiting lifetimes for me to kind of wake up to be clear enough to allow spirit in to allow that part of me to begin to emerge and to be part of my life um, it's described as a still small voice by some um, um, it's it, it's 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 really become my partner in life if you will it's become my friend my companion um It goes before me to smooth out the path in a way. I mean, I I can I just get a real sense of relationship with that part of myself, and that's what I'd like everybody to know and understand is that that is available to anybody in this lifetime, and it might as well be this lifetime, Um, and that that it's, um, but it's but it's available, and it really expands one's life, one's experience, one's um, quality of being Mm -hmm. in a way that was kind of amazing. Um, And so that's one of the things that has been a constant theme in my writing, my books, my blog posts, and the things that I do, the speaking, the the podcasts that I do, is just to Suggest that if this sounds interesting and resonates, it's worth looking into because it has uh, it gives you an opportunity to have an incredibly expanded uh, version of yourself and your life.
1: I love that, and. I suppose just listening to you talk and to me that resonates. Okay, now, i will be honest with you, I'm not a great meditator. People think that just because I'm spiritual and I'm a medium that I meditate all the time. I yes. don't. I, I, I find it very hard to focus. I have to be very specific with music that I live on and all that kind of stuff. And I right. think, you know, from my experience, and I'm sure you've, you've, you've experienced this too, the word meditation scares people. You know, they think, I can't sit in the lotus position for three hours a day, I just can't do it. And that's not what meditation is about, right?
0: It's not. Meditation is nothing really more than just being quiet for a moment and kind of letting your mind turn off, or if your mind continues to want to chatter, as it does, uh, Mm -hmm. to just and let it come and let it go. Say hello, say hello, goodbye to thoughts and just be peaceful for a moment. Now, some people um, think of meditation as prayer and I think prayer is one form of meditation. Um, I like the form of meditation that is listening rather than speaking. That's not asking deity, if you will, to or bargaining, you know, for something, but instead is listening for the messages and i know you know what i'm talking about because it because as a medium that must be an ongoing part of your experience that you have this sense of i mean do you do do channeling or do you speak to five-dimensional beings on the other side To uh, i mean is that part of your practice well it's this The soul contact is that, but meditation itself can just be a pause. It can just be as as brief as saying to yourself, peace be still, which is a mindfulness practice that I use frequently. And that raises me up in awareness, gives me a chance to just breathe for a second, and to allow that higher self part of me to come forth. It's all it is can be done in a second. I mean just a bam, just like that. So it doesn't have to be sitting in a lotus position for three hours. Um, it, you can do a sit-down meditation, and I have a sit-down meditation practice um, in my book. Um, um, but it could be a med- it could be a real just a real quick mindfulness practice or just a quick pause several times during the day to charge yourself up.
1: Oh, I'm so glad you said that because I'm always saying to people, you know, you yes. know, meditation for you could be walking the dog. It could be washing the yes, dishes. exactly. It's anything that helps anything. you to clear that noise. Yes. Right. Thank you. Thank right. you. Thank you. Because <laughs> I'm always saying that. And I love that, that, that you're saying that too. Um, can I ask you something about what you just said? And, and, and it might even help me. Well, I think it definitely will help me. In your view, because, you know, you've done a lot more meditation than I have. So what would be the difference between mindfulness and meditation?
0: Yes. Well, mindfulness is a form of meditation. Okay. It's a different form from sit down meditation, which is perhaps sitting in a chair or sitting in the lotus position or in a relaxed position or even lying down in bed. I mean, it, you know, doesn't really matter. Um, and engaging in some sort of practice, that has you become quiet and become quiet for about two, three, five minutes um, and again allow spirit to enter into that experience. Now as you said, it could be anything, it could be walking the dog, it could be um, uh, uh, washing dishes, it could be cooking food, it, it, it could be on the freeway and 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 all of a sudden taking a breath when somebody darts in front of you and forgiving them as opposed to cursing them um you know it's any sort of practice that you engage with where you 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 become more aware you rise up in consciousness
1: okay can we do the cursing too (laughs) i'm joking (laughs) we'll do the cursing then the mindfulness probably oh, yeah that, well there, there you go you yeah know,
0: get it out and then ah, okay I mean, the yeah i get a it <laughs>
1: i love it i love it um you know and i think that's really important and you know i'd have to 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 you know bow to you because you know obviously you have much more experience in, in meditation with me because than me because we you know when I have tried to meditate, which may only be, you know, for five or seven minutes twice a week, it won't be an extended period of time, but you know, it's always for spirit communication with me, but you know, now for those listening, Blair has published five books, you know, on this topic and you know, you can help people to meditate for different reasons. It doesn't have to be for spirit communication. You know, there's all different reasons. So what would be the main reasons in your experience? That people would yeah. seek to meditate.
0: Well, I think more than anything, we live now these days in such a stressful world, yeah. um, and life on planet Earth is not easy. I mean, it's it's not an easy planet to get born onto. You know, it, okay. it, it's um, we're not that. It's not been that long ago since we were in caves and we were in, in fear of our you know existence. Yes uh from the fangs and the you know the sharp teeth and sometimes it feels like that out there in the business world and it sometimes feels like that you know in in life in general um so one main reason why people uh, take to meditation is to de-stress i mean just to relax a little bit and to get out of that fear mode that we all run around, or that 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 chatter, 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 chatter of the mind, which yes. is constant. I mean, it just goes, reflecting on the past, anticipating the future, trying to figure out how to get on top, how to be uh, effective in this dog-eat-dog dog world that we have. Um, um, so that would be just, just to, and the benefits of that have been shown to be. Uh, tremendous. I mean, the the medical research, and this is what I cover in my first book on the amazing benefits of meditation. There have been 3,500 studies that have shown mental, emotional, uh, physical, as well as spiritual uh, concerns or maladies or diseases or whatever positively react to meditation. So if you're having some kind of mental, emotional, physical, uh, uh, difficulty. It's a good healing technique, um, wow. and as I mentioned, it's also a a good technique if you have an interest in pursuing yourself as an eternal being, or yourself as a as a fifth dimensional being, in addition to being a three dimensional being, which we all know you know uh, so well. In fact, I think we're sort of hypnotized when we when we come to the planet. Um, But if you're interested in expanding beyond that and even having an experience, which you're likely to have on the other side, our master teachers talked about it as being the kingdom of heaven within us. All of them, in one way or another, talked about this amazing part of ourselves, um, which they were very aware of and taught but weren't gods? I mean, they were just pointing the direction. They were just saying, "Look, I've had this experience of higher consciousness, mm-hmm. and here's what I found out. And and I and let me point you in the direction so that you can have that experience as well." And I think that's really as much as anything what these people were saying—you um, know, Buddha and Jesus, and Lao Tzu, and, and 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 others who had um, experiences of illumination and perhaps even enlightenment.
1: I love that, and you were saying that um, you know that this you call God the All, and this is part of your meditation, isn't it? Like you yes, have some like little words that you use. Would you share Correct. some of those with us, or?
0: Yeah, it's a little. It's a little process, the the higher consciousness meditation process that I have, um, and one of the thi- it, so I, it starts with saying peace, be still, just to calm yourself down, and then offering up an open-ended statement. The all, or God, is. And seeing what comes back, or what kind of sense you have of God, or spirit, or the all. um, If you do it 10 or 20 or 100 times, you you actually begin to get some response back from the universe that says, here's what God is. Because that... Finishes up with, and I am one with that. And offer up another open ended statement, which is higher consciousness, our soul is. And your soul wants you to know it. It wants you to be familiar with it. It wants to be your friend. It wants to be your companion. Um, So it'll begin to respond. Now, it might not do it the first time you do it, the 10th time you do it, but after you do it for a while and you're quiet for a while, spirit wants. To be part of your life. Soul wants to be part of your life. So there'll be some kind of response that you get. Well, that's something that you're one with, also, so I am one with that. And then um, it finishes up really with a I'm an eternal being, and just sitting and and, and experiencing what that might be for you. In addition to being a three dimensional being, I'm a five dimensional. And then it finishes up with elevate, illuminate, radiate. So it's a sense of lifting up, sense of illumination, and then sharing that with your world by radiating that out into your world. Of course, the beauty of that is that your world will respond back. I think we all create our own reality, and the way that we do that is with vibration. So the higher we rise up in consciousness or the higher we rise up in vibrational frequency, the more likely we are to attract good things and people and circumstances into our lives.
1: Yeah, I mean, I I totally get all that and and agree 100% with it. And, you know, and you do talk a lot um, about the the 3D um, dimension versus the 5D and You know, I mean, people listening to this podcast generally, you know, we believe in the afterlife, we believe in reincarnation, so we get yes. all of that. But I love the way that you you describe it, um, as us being hypnotized almost from birth yes. to believe that this right. is it, this is everything, you know, and yes. we're not always taught. Now, um, for some of us, for my family, it would have been very different because. I come from a long line of mediums. You know, there would have been a lot of belief in the spiritual world, but not everybody right. is. So they would all. In have fact, that. most
0: people are not. Most people don't yeah. have that experience, and as a result, I mean, imagine yourself standing on the edge and dropping down into into three-dimensional reality. You're in five-dimensional reality as a five-dimensional being, and you drop down in, and you come through your mother into this world, and nobody except a few have anybody who knows that aspect of themselves, that five-dimensional aspect. our teachers, our spiritual leaders, our, our um, parents, I mean, n- everybody's hypnotized. and so yeah. we think, well that's all there is. And we got we to got scratch and claw and, 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 and stress and, and you know do all of that. Uh, not realizing that there's a there's a whole um, fifth dimensional experience available to us that can have all of that change and have and have an expansion in consciousness occur.
1: And do you think that that's what people talk about when they talk about a spiritual awakening? That, that there's this realization yes, that there's absolutely. A more. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And you know, as a father, do you mind if I ask you?
0: And and there's and, and it's and there's all kinds of paths you know you can go yeah. down. It doesn't have anything to do with religion. Meditation doesn't have anything to do with religion. Meditation can only enhance whatever religion you have, or no religion. Yeah. I'm sorry.
1: Anyway. Do you, no, no, not at all. Please, um, do you mind if I ask you, as a father, how did you, you know, teach this to your children? Because it's something that people ask yes. me all the time. You know, um, how do they do? De- because uh, personally, I believe that every child is born with the ability to connect with spirit, but I think. It's kind of almost beaten out of us, or as you say, hypnotized out of <laughs> us as we grow. Yeah, um, exactly. do, you, do you have any suggestions for parents that you know come, you know, with those kind of questions, or do people ask you that question?
0: Um, I don't get that question often, but I, I understand what you're saying. And what I can say about that is that um, uh, I think children, especially young children, um, are new to this world from the fifth dimension and therefore are much more are, are still attuned until their ego begins to develop. Um, and that can be nurtured simply by acknowledging what they're communicating with you, because they'll often communicate um, in a way that indicates um, that they're still in touch with that place so if you can just allow it or nurture it not try and beat it out of them as you said or not try or, or, or just be um aware um enough to in your own life live that you know kids will pick it up uh, and if you like like i said if you allow them their experiences their communication and so forth i mean that that alone will and then if you have some I mean they have questions who or what is God you know who or what is what's it like that what what is what is this human life I mean there are all kinds of questions that they have if you just have some answers that acknowledge something other than three-dimensional reality They'll grow up with that and it'll just be a natural part of their lives and then they'll be open to it uh, as, they, as they grow and have their own experiences.
1: And I suppose us being more aware too, we can then give that to our children because exactly, uh, I know you say ego. I always say logic kicks in at about the age of seven or so with children. Yes, that's right. exactly. And that's when they start to think, oh, I shouldn't be experiencing this. I shouldn't <laughs> be feeling this. And that's when, you know, we we, we need to be ready for those questions, isn't it? Yes. Now, I would like to come back um, to your history, if that's okay. Because, you know, um, obviously I've been working um, with Spirit for a long time now. I'm not 21 anymore. But um, I've met a lot of people throughout the journey, as have you. And I've met so many people who have been brought you know, towards working with the holistic or, you know, the spiritual modalities because they've had some trauma in their lives. And I was so yes. interested to see that you also had the same experience in your life. Am I right?
0: Yes, that's correct.
1: Do you mind yeah, if I, I ask I, you ha- um, what happened? Or is that not yourself? at
0: all. Thank you. Uh, no, no, not at all. Uh, six, a little more than six years ago, um, I moved from the East Coast to the West Coast. Coast and took a, a, a significant promotion. I was a assistant state director in the consulting program that I was part of. Um, turned out my boss was a psychopath. I mean, that's my analysis. Uh, that's she, she was abusing employees. She was uh, um, misusing funds. She was running the program into the ground. Um, and, but she was a mistress of smoke and mirrors. She had everybody around her thinking that she was the best thing ever when it came to being uh, the head of this particular uh, division, this particular program. After, after about a year, I just could not abide it anymore. I had to let people, because the program was just really beginning to collapse. I had to let the people above us who were not paying attention and were, you know, had been sort of lulled into this smoke and mirrors uh, uh, act, Um, know what was going on. An investigation was done. She was fired, but they fired me too. And they said I was a troublemaker. Well, it turns out that happens a lot with whistleblowers uh, who have, you know, every desire to want to make things better as a result of turning the light on misbehavior and and malfeasance and so forth. Um, And that was devastating. I mean, that just, my whole world turned upside down. My 25-year career came to an end. My income, uh, you know, disappeared. Um, And I had to reinvent myself. Fortunately, I had uh, some resources, so I didn't have to go back to work right away. And that was at the point which I took a deep dive into my meditation practice. And, um, you know, now six, seven years later, I'm really glad that it happened. In a way, I not only forgive them, but thank them for the change. It was as if my higher self said, oh, we need to take a right-hand turn. Enough of what you were doing. We need to take a right-hand turn. Something else needs to happen. It's time to reinvent yourself. So that was really the the trauma and the outcome of that trauma. So I think there's every opportunity, and I think there are no coincidences. I think things happen for a reason. This happened for a reason, certainly. and here I am talking to you, as opposed to doing what I would otherwise have been doing uh, <laughs> had I uh, continued on in the path that I was uh, that I was pursuing.
1: And I hope that this is infinitely better,
0: <laughs> much better. Oh gosh, so much better. I mean, like I said, I, um, um, I, I I no longer am bitter about it, but I'm actually happy that it happened. And my life really wouldn't, I don't think, have taken the turn that it took. And I wouldn't have had soul contact and I wouldn't have been writing these books. And I'm loving
1: it. Yeah. And, you know, I I, like, yes, you know, it pushed you into working this way, but you did already have the resources. And it's not that I'm saying to people that, you know, just after a trauma, you need to launch yourself in a holistic career. But personally, uh, my belief is that when you're ready to share what you have, spirit will find a way to make it happen. And personally, I believe, because I also had some trauma in my life a few years back and, you know, I'd always played around, if you want, with the spirituality and, you know, done a reading for a friend of a friend or, you know, as a joke or whatever. And that wasn't yes. what spirit wanted. So I got pushed in this direction, uh, mm-hmm. thankfully, because I, I really do enjoy it no more than you, you know, helping other people. Yes. Um, can I also ask you about manifestation? Okay. Sure. Um, because we do, uh, like and on this podcast, we've talked about it a lot, you know, manifesting things, you know, um, things or circumstances or whatever. And you call it best possible outcomes.
0: Yes. Yes. Um, so I have a um, a process and I kind of see myself as a tool maker. So I mm-hmm. have developed these meditation practices. I've developed a manita- uh, manifestation um, process called best possible outcomes and it's real simple, you can use it for anything. Um, And it goes like this. Peace be still, again, settling in. I ask for the best possible outcome in my um, podcast with Sandy today, which is what I did prior to our meeting today. I ask for the best possible outcomes. The statement is a generalized statement, and then I pause, take a breath, and usually I get a sense that spirit just moves in some fashion or another. Um, And then I offer a thank you to my higher consciousness, to my soul, for its participation in my life. Now, very simple, very straightforward, but it has some important components. I ask, so the first thing is ask. asking you show receive kind of thing for the best possible outcome related to my transportation or related to getting a parking place at the restaurant that i'm going to or related to any anything and then pausing and allowing spirit to participate and to move and to bring about the best possible outcome which could be very different than what I'm thinking the outcome should be. So my three-dimensional mind wants things to happen in a certain way. I, you know, I want a BMW to magically appear in my driveway tomorrow. Well, you know, that's not likely to happen. But if if a BMW needs to be in my life, spirit will, you know, help that happen. Um, or whatever transportation it is that... I need in order for my growth and my evolution and that's the important thing so you're turning it over to spirit you're not trying to program yourself you're not trying to put up storyboards or you know visualizations or all of that but instead what you're doing is relaxing and allowing and I think for me the best possible outcomes are often the best possible outcome and Better than I might have otherwise considered, and it, it ends with a thank you for Spirit in advance mm-hmm. for being involved. Yeah, that's how gratitude. that goes. Yeah, so it's important. gratitude, absolutely. Yeah. and your you know your vibration goes up. You're likely to attract good things, and it's likely that Spirit will, um, you know, unfold something that maybe you didn't even imagine.
1: And I love that because, you know, I did just uh, know you wouldn't have heard it, but a couple of weeks ago I did a podcast just on prayer, whether you want to call it prayer or asking or, you know, uh, manifestation or whatever. And I said the same thing, you know, because I believe, well, I believe you should ask for what you're thinking of. And it's almost like you're saying this or better. Because with their infinite wisdom, they will know. Like, I love that you talk about parking spaces because I'm always asking my parking angels for a a space closest (laughs) to the door. Because we live in Ireland and there ain't a lot, you know. But, you know, they won't always give it to me because my lazy backside needs to do an extra few steps in the day. So they know what I need.
0: It may be that you need to go by a store and see something that is really important important to you. And if you park right out front, that wouldn't have happened. So, yes.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to tell my husband that next time I spend money. (laughs) It was was spirit's me. It was supposed to happen. It was supposed to (laughs) happen. Absolutely. (laughs) Uh, So I want to talk about your books because you have five books published. And that's amazing. Congratulations on that to start with. And they're all available on Amazon. And I will put the links in the description box attached here for everybody. Um. Now, there aren't different, and I think we mentioned this a little bit earlier, talked about the different reasons for meditating. Am I right in thinking that you have different books for different kinds of meditations?
0: That's right. Uh, The first one is on the benefits of meditation, just to get people younged up. But then there's the meditation book, which is about sit-down meditation. There's the the, um, mindfulness book, which is about um, mindfulness practices. And I do both. I had do meditation in the morning, meditation in, in the uh, sit-down in the evening, and then I do mindfulness practice throughout the day just to keep myself tuned up. Um, and then there's the manifestation book, from which the best possible outcomes um, process uh, comes. And then I wrote a b- book of poetry for fun. Um, it, it's uh, it's sometimes, sometimes the best way to express yes. what I'm thinking, what I'm feeling, is with, with poetry. So homage to spirit. Is my is my poetry book that that acknowledges ex- uh, my experience and and uh, my higher consciousness, of soul contact.
1: I love that. I'm definitely going to have a read of that because I love poetry. Um, ah, poetry. you love this. This
0: is like this is sort of roomy. Uh, esque. Oh yeah, I love that.
1: <laughs> my favorite is actually Emily Dickinson because she wrote a lot about death, and you know um, we studied her in school, and I have her book, yep. some books of her poetry, upstairs. I just love her. Um, But, you know, and just so when people are listening, they don't have to read all five books. They should choose something, I'd imagine, that suits them best. How would somebody pick a book?
0: Well, um, I think whatever you feel drawn to, you know, if you want to learn how to do sit down meditation for five to seven or maybe 20 minutes, you can do it for as long as you wish. Or if you just want to learn some quick mindfulness practices, you know, that's what that's about. Um, if you're interested in manifestation, if, if you're interested in perhaps a different take or a different mm-hmm. way of doing manifestation, that's what that book's about. And if you just if you're interested in poetry and just want to have some fun, uh, mm-hmm. you know that, that book uh, is a no, good I'm book. The very first better. book is is about the is is about the scientific evidence that it supports meditation and its benefits to us all.
1: I think that's very important, and you have that for our listeners, don't you?
0: Actually, uh, if they go to my website, uh, okay. they can get a copy of my mindfulness book. So, mindfulness um, book, that, perfect. That one's there and available as a, 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 an ebook, an electronic book, if, uh, if people are
1: interested. Oh, that's great. And does that tell people the benefits or the scientific background of the, the it,
0: it covers yes. that a little bit, but it, it really goes into the... A broad range of mindfulness practices, which you can use for any situation. So it, oh, there's, it's grace. it's good situational uh, um, phrases like "peace be still," uh, or like, um, oh I don't know. Uh, you can just acknowledge uh, higher consciousness by by um, just you know reaching up with a with a mindfulness practice with that. Uh, uh, it, you can you can go into the grocery store and see the essences of people using sacred eyes and the manifestation or the mindfulness practice of using sacred eyes to see the soul of another person, which is kind of cool. It's like, you know, namaste means the higher consciousness in me acknowledges the higher consciousness in you while well, you can, it's possible to go into the grocery store and have that, have that experience and, and see people's essences in a way that normally just, you know, you're just running around, you don't, you don't uh, really, uh, uh, you're not aware of that, and and you don't open up to that possibility.
1: I agree. And I think that's where this whole idea of, you know, smiling at people came from. Because just in that moment, you're affecting their vibration through your smile, because you're giving them that energy. So if people just see it in that small way, you know, that you're Mm -hmm. affecting everybody that you meet, you're giving them some right. of your energy, they're giving you some of their energy. And it just works yeah, out yeah. amazingly. You know, it really does. Yeah, yeah, yeah. kind of shifts wow. the whole
0: yeah. thing.
1: <laughs> well, I know that I, for one, have learned loads from you today. I mean, I appreciate your time so much. And um, if you, how would people contact you if, if they want to, to learn more?
0: Right, so, um, and you mentioned uh, putting this information in your show notes. Sure. Um, mm the the, the uh, um website is highcmeditation.com. so it's h i capital c like higher consciousness or the note i um <laughs> cont- uh, meditation, meditation. Com. and dot that's com. where they can uh um, find out more about me my books and get a free copy of the mindfulness book
1: brilliant and your social media and all that is on there if people want to follow yes. you and find out more
0: absolutely Player,
1: that has been absolutely amazing. Thank you so much for sharing all your knowledge from all of those years with us. I make you sound like you're about 300. But anyway, you have so much <laughs> knowledge and so much experience, and we appreciate you sharing it with us. And um, I hope that um, your books, well, I know that your books will help a lot of people, myself included. I'm, I'm looking forward to diving in. So well, thank you me. so
0: much. This has been a delight.
1: And, absolutely, and same here. And for everybody listening, um, thanks for listening. And I will speak to you in the next episode. Until then, take care and stay safe.
0: Discussing everything about the afterlife and spirit world.